Hello and welcome to Can Do Can Say, the horse training podcast from Can Do Equine. Today I want to talk to you about using the round pen and about why the round pen has such a bad reputation in some circles. Like anything else, the round pen is simply a training tool, like the spur, the whip, even the saddle or the stable. They're all training tools and they can be used well or they can be used badly. So it's not the tool itself, it's the way it's used. My first introduction to the round pen was a couple of decades ago and it was watching people basically chase horses around into submission in the round pen and I watched people sort of break in, they called it, horses in 30 minutes and thinking they'd accomplish something by doing this. The horse, of course, was exhausted and terrified and really I don't think had learnt anything. I certainly wouldn't be riding it the next day. And then I went to John Lyons in 2001 and he used the round pen very differently indeed. The first thing we were taught there was not to chase the horse. And this was interesting because in the past, all I had seen was horses being chased in the round pen. So I knew immediately this was going to be very different. What we did was we used the round pen like a classroom. So when we had a horse that had very little education, we were basically teaching the horse how to learn. So that's what I want to discuss. I want to discuss today the difference between those two approaches to using the round pen. The round pen has had a poor reputation in the scientific community for some time now. And this mostly comes from a study that was done in which they chased horses and that's their word is chase, for 30 minutes uh, around, not actually a round pen, around a square pen, and they were seeing whether or not they achieved join-up. Well, join-up is a very ill-defined word at the best of times. I think chasing a horse at any time is a very bad idea, and um, to chase a horse at canter for 30 minutes is also very dangerous. I wouldn't be surprised if these days you wouldn't actually get ethics approval to do such an experiment, but it really was very bad for the round pen in general, the reputation of the round pen within the scientific community. That was why I was so surprised with John Lyons and the way he used it much more as a classroom than a place to chase the horse or exhaust the horse into submission. thing to remember is horses repeat whatever they practice. So if you use the round pen to chase your horse, it's going to practice the flight instinct and running away from you, which is something it will, might well repeat under saddle. Also, you're probably going to be encouraging the horse to bark and kick and carry on. Again, something if it practices, it will repeat that under saddle. The other thing that you're going to get is probably if your horse is nervous, which it will be if you're chasing it, it's probably going to run through you. And I think a horse that will run through you in the round pen on the ground will also run through you under saddle. So these are all things we need to be really careful about. We need to always be really careful about what we're teaching the horse because whether or not we think we're teaching the horse something, the horse is definitely taking something away from that time we spend with the horse. So... Remember that if you make the horse tired by running it around and around the round pen, you've probably wasted not only your physical energy, but also the mental energy, which is also limited, that the horse has in order to learn a lesson. 
So if you've only got an hour to spend with the horse or 30 minutes to spend with the horse and you spend half that time taking the edge off it, just running it around to make it a little bit tired so it's easier to ride or something like that, you must also remember that you're taking that away from your training. So if you want the horse to listen to you and pay attention and be relaxed and really build your bubble, the round pen's a great place to get that started. And we just need to work out how you do that as opposed to chasing the horse. So I said earlier that the round pen's a great place to teach the horse how to learn. And I think it, I think it really is. I used to use the round pen a lot. I don't use it as much anymore because I find that teaching the round pen is quite difficult for the people. It's all right for the horses and you know, I don't mind putting a horse in the round pen for five minutes just to teach it about pressure and negative reinforcement. It's actually very difficult for people when they first start to use the round pen not to chase the horse. And so that's why I don't use it terribly much. So if you do go out and use it and start really trying to do something useful in the round pen, then be very aware that chasing the horse is really counterproductive to learning. So how do we teach the horse how to learn? Well, really, most of this horse's learning experience is going to come through the use of negative reinforcement. Now, I just want to have a little bit of a talk about the difference between negative and positive reinforcement. Because it's got the word negative on it, it does sound rather negative and rather bad as opposed to positive, which sounds really lovely. The truth is that we rarely use just one form of reinforcement. We usually use a mixture of positive and negative. The difference between the two, negative means taking something away. Positive means adding something. Both come in the form of reinforcement and punishment. So I'll give you a few examples. Negative reinforcement is what most horse trainers and most trainers use to teach their horses something. So, And it is the release of pressure. So, for example, if I put some pressure on the lead rope to turn the horse to the left, when the horse turns to the left, I'm going to release that pressure. And that's negative reinforcement, taking something away. If we were to think of negative punishment, that also means taking something away. That's what the negative means. It means to remove something. So negative punishment might be something like depriving the horse of food or water or company. And that would be punishing the horse so it's after the fact and you take the thing away. Positive reinforcement is adding something. So it might be a food treat. It might be a scratch on the wither. It might be a kind word. All of those things are positive reinforcement. Positive punishment is adding something again. So that might be smacking the horse with the whip, kicking the horse. Again, mostly these things happen after the horse has already made an error. So we add something bad to the horse that makes it positive punishment after the horse has done something that we didn't want it to do. So let's say the horse bites you, you're going to use positive punishment by smacking it in the face. 
Um, so don't get tied up with the positive and negative words. Don't worry too much about that. Negative reinforcement is what's usually used, removing the pressure. Positive reinforcement, we also use that in conjunction with. So it's not necessarily a food treat. It can be, but it can also be a scratch on the wither, and it's just adding something. We use them both. And people that tell you they only use positive reinforcement when they're training their horse probably don't really understand the difference. So ask the people if their horse has a head collar on. Because if it ever has a head collar on, then they've probably used pressure in some way to get the horse to move or to respond in some way. It would be very hard. It's very hard to just train with positive reinforcement because it's very difficult to raise the emotional level of the horse. So those of you that have done my emotional level course and have been training your horse to keep him within the bubble and to keep him in the engagement zone will understand what I mean about raising the emotional level. And if you're just adding things to the training, so if you're just scratching the horse on the wither or giving him food treats, it is very hard to raise that emotional level. So if you want to teach your horse something that requires more emotion, such as flying changes or PF or loading onto the trailer, it's going to be very difficult to do that simply with positive reinforcement. All right, so back to the round pen. In the round pen, we're basically teaching the horse how to learn. So what that means is the horse is going to be under some pressure. Now, in the round pen, it might just be me watching the horse to move it forward. If the horse is a little bit lazy, maybe I will have to just walk a little bit behind the horse to move it forward. If the horse is very lazy or very quiet or has been in the round pen before or any of these things, I may have to throw a lariat behind the horse to move it forward. But all of these things are negative reinforcement. The pressure goes away when the horse moves forward. We're also going to use positive reinforcement by telling the horse is good, um, and when, the, when we're next to the horse, you might scratch the horse or on the wither or something like that. So both forms of reinforcement are used, but the primary form is negative reinforcement. And what we're doing is we're teaching the horse that there is, an out, there is a correct answer and that he must look for that answer when he finds the correct answer, which is going to be moving his feet in a certain direction at a certain speed, then the pressure is released. And we're not touching the horse because the horse is free in the round pen. So this is just almost a psychological pressure because we're not pushing the horse physically. We're not touching the horse. So we're just encouraging the horse to move by focusing behind his drive line where the, where the girth is. So once we've got this established and once the horse understands that his job is to look for the the correct answer and find that release of pressure, then we can start teaching him different things. So in the round pen, I have three main things that I teach a horse in the round pen. I teach outside turns first, so to turn away from me, which would mean the horse turns its nose in towards the fence and then travels in the other direction. I then teach inside turns, which is exactly the opposite, and the horse turns in towards me and changes direction. And then I teach the horse to come to me from the outside. They're all really useful things. 
um, as the horse's education progresses, I use inside turns to teach flying changes and um, I put a verbal cue on that and I use outside turns to teach rollbacks and haunch turns. And, of course, the come to me is just useful if you're standing in the paddock and you can whistle at your horse and have it canter up. It's much easier to catch it. I look forward to seeing you in the Kandu Equine training soon. Be sure to pop along to kanduequine.com and I'll see you there. Bye.